Welcome to another episode of Confessions of a Modern Artist. Today's confession, I told myself I would never write another song for my wife. Yeah, this is my confession. This is my confession. This is my confession. This is my confession. First of all, how are you guys doing? How's this year been going? We got one month down. Let's go. We got 11 more to go. 11 more months to kill it. <laughs> I know these intros might be a little weird and like slow, but I'm like revving up, you know? Today's a very interesting confession because I got to be honest with you guys. And it's a long story, so I'm going to start with the beginning. Um, I was going through the breakup. I was going through a breakup when I met my wife. Um, and during that breakup, like, I had no motivation to, like, record any more music. Um, I started writing in a diary, keeping a journal. I felt like my pursuit of music may have been a factor that kind of ended that previous relationship, which... Whether it's true or wrong, that's how I felt at the time. So with that being said, I decided to just completely take a step back from music, step back from music. And then I eventually I met my wife, or I met this woman who would eventually change my life. And she became my muse. I immediately started writing songs. I have a song. I have a song called I Love It When They Tell Me No. And that song is literally about how ready for marriage I am with this girl that I've only known a very short time. I'm crazy. <laughs> I'm very crazy. Uh, you guys can hear that song. It sounds like everywhere. But um, yeah, I remember just allowing myself to fall so deeply in love with her, like super quickly, you know? And I guess I've always been this romantic. So yeah, she was, I remember I, when we first started talking, I showed her one of my songs, and she was like the first person to ever like make me feel good about my voice, you know, about my singing. Because at the time, like I was doing heavy rap, and whenever I did sing, a lot of people around me were like, "Nah, that's not it." <laughs> so I remember just how encouraging that felt, just to hear her like kind of just give a like a vague, you know, critique of a song, um, and she liked it, and it. It did a lot for me, you know, and from that moment, I started working on two projects at the same time. And I just remember sending her, sending her the tracks. I was like so excited to send it to her. I actually I have two projects. One is called I Love When They Tell Me No. And the other one is called uh, The College Heartbreak, which is the album of me just kind of going through my thoughts, going through <laughs> the situation of me dealing with this breakup, you know, just processing it through music. And I just, every single day I finished recording something, bam, I would send it right over to her, you know? Like, she mattered so much to me. Um, anyway, so as the year went on, I started working on a third project that year, Wednesday, and there's a few songs that I wrote that were specifically for her. One was Cuffing Season, and then also I wrote another song called Another You, and I really felt like that was, like, just God-inspired, you know? Um like everything that I was writing, I really felt like that was that was one of the first moments when I really just felt like God orchestrating the entire thing. Like I'm just typing, I'm not even thinking about it. 
just typing out the lyrics and God's just pouring it out. Um, and it's cool because I was able to see how how my music could affect one person in particular. You know, a lot of times when you're in your creative element, you're in your zone, you're making music for you. You're making music for you, but when you get the opportunity to make music that connects with another person, like it's such a special feeling. There's really no feeling like it, actually. You know, um, it almost gives you, it could give you a high to a certain extent. Just knowing like, wow, like, my a song that I write can bring tears to someone, and it's not because uh, and the song wasn't a song about oh I love you so much. It wasn't that type of a song. It was a song about just encouraging, inspiring, and just allowing her to see like I see you, you know, I see your walk, I see what you're doing, and don't feel that don't feel that anything uh, in your life is by mistake, you know, because everything was preordained by God, and. Yeah, so as we fast forward, you know, a couple of years into the relationship, uh, obviously in every relationship, you go through ups and downs, you know. And I think possibly because I had been, when we met, I had been going through a breakup and stuff like that. And I was completely vulnerable and honest to her. Like, as years kind of passed, uh, just certain situations that would happen, I think I kind of started to hold a little bit of bitterness like deeply rooted, you know, not something that would cause me to mistreat her or lash out, but there were, it was this thing that would cause me to have these moments of retreating from her emotionally. So I can go months, we're good, we're good, but then think about like just a bad decision or something she said or something that happened in the past, and that would almost be like a month of me just internally battling with this idea of, Luke, you're not good enough. Luke, you, you know, you're pathetic. Uh, like, just all these different thoughts that I, and insecurities that I had toward myself, but were reflective because, you know, especially when you get married, right? Everything's reflective, you know, like, who you are, you see through your wife, and that accountability can sometimes cause there to be certain things that are, certain things that are uh, quiet and you think that you're hiding, when you're married, that stuff is just right in your face. So there'll be these moments in our relationship where I would have, I would just be emotionally detached, unfortunately. And I remember working on, I was just working on music and I told myself like, what is this album missing? <laughs> and I was like, oh, is it missing a love song? It's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm never, I'm never writing another song for my wife. Not because I didn't love her, but because I felt like there was such a level of immaturity and idealism that came with, and romanticism that came with me writing all these songs for her, you know? Because truth be told, I wrote love songs for my ex as well. And I felt like I had got to this point where I was like, okay, cool, I'm kind of past that. Let me, let me no longer focus on my love interest at the time. Let me focus on the bigger picture. So... um Kept trying to do music, kept trying to work things out. And I just hit the stall and I was like, man, what do I do? And God, like, he hit me, he said, write a song for your wife. I was like, like, God, what? I want to glorify you. Let me, let me write a worship song or something. Let me write a song that just gives you praise or a song, anything besides that. Because one, at the time, like, and keep in mind, my wife doesn't know that I'm battling through this. 
honestly, she may not even really know the depth of what it was until after this podcast. But like I had so much bitterness and that bitterness was was essentially turned into, into this iniquity that was just causing this barrier between us. And I didn't know how it sh- I was trying to hide it, you know. I was trying to keep it from her. I was trying to just process it alone by myself in order to get through it. As I said a couple podcasts ago, so we moved to Phoenix and things started out great. And then we hit this, it declined really fast. And it was during that time period. And because of a lot of the bad decisions that I was making, you know, there was tension. And at one point, she, uh, her, I think it was like a birthday party. So she was going to go to back up to Reno to visit her family. And I said, okay, I had a meeting that I was going to go to in LA. So I, I let her go up there and I went up to LA, brought my studio equipment, hung out at my cousin Candace's house. Uh, shout out to Candace. She, she supported us so much through that time. Um, so I just remember being in this room by myself, like thinking about, you know, like I was really hopeful, right? Because at the time I was still hoping to make things happen out there, hope like have this whole American dream where I just become this superstar artist out there in LA. And I didn't know what to write about. <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing. I knew God wanted me to write a song for her, but I was like, <sighs> you know, still a little like just, okay. Um, and then I finally got it started. I started off with this, with this one song that was, it would eventually be on my brother's project. It was called, uh, at the time it was called Second Place. Um, and I was like, okay, cool. This is nice. I thought I hit a little stride. And this was like a, a two-day period, a three-day period of me just kind of being, no, it was two days of me just being alone, you know, just at the crib. So eventually I would write, you know, a couple more songs. And I remember after I wrote it, I was like, Whoa, because these were song songs, like these were singing songs, you know, and I had been working on my album Broken at the time, which was all rap, like majority of it was like completely rap. There was one song that I was thinking about taking off because it was a song. uh, It was a reference track, but it was all rap. And in that moment, like I was just being open and vulnerable, allowing God to use me like just I would just make the beat. I listened back to it, asked God, what's up? What am I saying on this? And then bam, I would get it. And (laughs) I remember like after that, I ended up writing like five songs for my wife that I thought were for my wife. And I just remember just that feeling of, it, it was this very meta experience when like as I started listening back, I was and so a lot of the lyrics, I was like, oh, wait, God, you're using me to, to speak to my wife, but you're speaking to me through this. There's one, there's one chorus that says, let me love you. And every time I hear it back, I literally feel like God is saying that to me, you know? So before I even show my wife any of this music, like, there's already a healing that's taking place in my own heart, you know? There's already things that are being patched out, patched up, and, like, just sifted through in my own heart. And I just remember just, one, it was, 
on one hand, it was like, wow, this is like literally the most amazing music I've ever made. But two, the, the fact of just, I was just in awe of the fact that I could write a song for a woman and God can literally turn back around and use those exact words to bring healing to my life, to speak to me, to see beyond my bravado, see beyond my, you know, my who I am as a husband, as a man, who I'm supposed to be. And it was so beautiful. I remember I sent a couple songs out to some of my homies, some of my friends. They were like it. They were loving it. And then I sent, uh, I sent Diana one song. It's called Private Lessons. And I remember she told me, like, she called me back and she was just crying. She was crying because that whole time when, that whole time when I had been laying next to her, emotionally detached, thinking that I'm just dealing something, I'm just dealing with something by myself. My wife was like sitting there right next to me, feeling it, you know, feeling the detachment. I'm thinking I'm just, I'm able to hide it. I'm getting away with something. I'm just processing it by myself. But it's causing her to become insecure in who she is as my wife. It's causing her to become, just to become sad and just feel like she's losing something that was once beautiful. In that moment, I felt really humbled that the words that I wanted to speak to her that my soul wanted to speak to her, that I, I feel like I couldn't put it into words. God was able to just use me to write a song and put it in a song form, and she would be able to completely understand it. And through that, we really were able to, our, we were, our relationship tried to go through this healing process of, of me learning not to, not to withdraw from her and blow up small circumstances or blow up certain things that are insignificant to the to the broader sense of what our marriage is. Um, it also helped her, too, to feel like whatever we had gone through in our past, she knew, like, I still was loving her in spite of it, and I wasn't holding it against her. Because I wasn't holding her against her. It's just that sometimes I'm the type of person... Uh, Sometimes I can be living my life, enjoying my day, and I can think of one memory from my past that will literally just, at, at, in certain moments of my life, it can ruin a whole season. You know, it could be a whole one-month period of I'm trying to enjoy my life, but I'm just tormented by this thought. I'm just tormented by this idea, by this trauma, by th my history. And I felt like, just through this moment, through the music that I made, through this encounter with my wife, I was able to escape that. And it was so relieving. It was, it sucked. It sucked just being up one o'clock in the morning, just thinking, dwelling on things that were completely insignificant, dwelling on things that you couldn't change, you couldn't fix. And I'm just grateful that this is how we got there, was through this music. And I'm talking to, I'm talking to you guys about this because... I'm going to drop that album this month in February. I have no idea what the date is yet. And also, I'm, I'm pre-recording this. <laughs> but this album is called Healed. And I can definitely say that God brought healing to my, my life, 
to my relationship and to my wife through a lot of these songs. And a lot of times we we become prideful and arrogant and we choose not to be vulnerable with our creativity, with our talents, with our gifting. And in, in our pride, we shut down. If I really chose to never write another song for my wife and allow my creativity to be driven by my own ego and pride, where would my marriage be at right now? Because this is three years later. <laughs> Don't hold your gifting hostage. Let me say that again. Do not hold your gifts, your talents, your creativity, your vision hostage based on your pride, your ego, who hurt you, your trauma. Don't do that. Don't allow people in your past or mistakes that you made in your past to cause you to hold your gift hostage. Because the moment you start to hold it hostage, that's the moment where that can no longer be the bridge to bring you to your healing. That can be the bridge to, to mend your heart. That could be the bridge to mend a relationship. That can be the bridge to create something new in your life. That could be the bridge to success. But you'll never know that if you stop at the, the pride, if you stop at the hurt, if you quit at the what you consider failure. You know, this, this podcast might be a little bit longer, but... It's just, this project is just so, it's so near and dear to my heart. And I'm excited to share it with you guys. So, what's your confession for today? Is there something that you told yourself you would never do again? Were you in a drum competition and you told yourself you'd never play the drums again after you lost? Did you write a song that was it received well, so you told yourself you would never sing again? Are you going to continue to live your life holding on to that hurt and that trauma and that desperate attempt to cover up your insecurity? Or are you going to confess what those moments are in your life and prevail and move forward? And rebuild that bridge that you can use your gifts, your talents, your creativity to go and be a blessing to others and ultimately allow God to use you and he can even bless you through it. We have a Discord. The links, everything is in the bio. Let's get connected. Let's talk. Let's discuss. Let's get vulnerable. I appreciate you guys. This is my confessional. This is my confessional. This is my confessional. This is my confessional. This is my confessional.